<laughs> hey everyone, welcome to another podcast with Curious Carly. Today I have a special guest, um, Rachel, world traveler Rachel is joining us today. What's up? <laughs> Rachel is a good friend of mine. We met at the beginning of this year when we started our travel agent job together, which we no longer have. <laughs> Shout out to COVID! COVID, for sure. So, Rachel, you have traveled around the world for the past, what, five years, four years? Four. And what are the places that you've been to? Um, I started off in London. I made my way through Europe, um, Canada, Mexico... Australia and Costa Rica and then around the United States. Were all these like separate trips or were you just like hanging out with friends like? Um, all separate trips. I try to go to a foreign country at least once a year. That will not be happening this year because of the circumstances but yeah they're all separate. Um, I went with friends or an ex-boyfriend um, met people, yeah. Did you do hostels? That's always my favorite, is hostels. I did. Um, they weren't that bad in Europe, really. The one that I stayed in Costa Rica, the bed felt like cardboard. Mm. But besides that, it was pretty good. But we were only there for one night, so it wasn't too bad. Yes, yeah. That's the good thing about hostels. You're like, oh, this actually doesn't really suit me, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> I've definitely had some, like, wow, how many different types of bugs am I sleeping with tonight? That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, but that's the beach vibes I had in Cambodia. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Thailand. That's going to be fun. Got to get Ja in on this. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, we have another friend, Ja, who is a native to Thailand, and he said he would take us there and show us his home country, and we are like, yes, please, um, when COVID is done, we're going. It's going to be mm-hmm. a group trip. Yep, so, we're and, doing it. And I I want to go back to other Southeast Asian countries because Cambodia was, like, so intense that, I mean, out of all of them, it's probably, like, the scariest one to go to, maybe besides Laos, but... Um, Why was Laos scary? Laos has only been open to tourists for like a few, the least amount of years um, compared to the like Vietnam and Thailand. So it just doesn't have the infrastructure for Western travelers um, like Thailand especially does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got little Peggy Sue, uh, my roommate's dog, running around and snorting. Because she's a Boston Terrier. It's fine. It's fine. She's cute. She's too cute. Um, so what was, what's been like one of your favorite experiences traveling overseas? Culture shock or like just can't believe this is normal? Um, honestly, I really haven't had like that much of a culture shock just because everyone and their mother speaks English which is at least the countries I've been to, which is honestly kind of disheartening to me because I want that I'm abroad feeling. And when everyone speaks English, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm in a different country, but I can still understand everything. Uh, Peggy is attacking (laughs) Rachel's feet. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it it is difficult when you are in a space that English is like their second language or um, it's just really intense and a lot of focus like going through China and having to get a new plane ticket (laughs) it was just really hard to navigate that important moment with someone who wasn't speaking English as their first language it was like broken English to tell me how much it was and like why if I had any questions like they weren't going to be answered also getting my teeth worked on in Mexico 
the dentist knew like a couple words and that was it and that was a really scary Okay, um, getting a tattoo in Paris by an Asian man who didn't speak French and was half deaf is scary, but getting your teeth done in Mexico, <laughs> that just is like a whole other level. I don't like that. Wait, which tattoo is from Paris? The Eiffel Tower. The I- okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Duh. Um, have you gotten other tattoos from other travels? No, just the one. Just the one. Think about my tattoos for a long time before I get them. And what is your affinity with Paris? <laughs> Peggy is such a distraction. I'm gonna have to go put her. Um, away. honestly, I don't know. I just fell in love with it when I was like 12 and never looked back. Yeah. We're going to take a Peggy break and put this little cutie where she can be less distracting. (laughs) Rachel has to clear her throat like a weirdo every time. I'm slightly congested, okay? Why are you slightly congested? What was your most recent travel? (coughs) Um, Oregon, and it's completely on fire, so it was not fun. No, to say the least. Yeah, if you guys check out Rachel's Instagram, she's got some crazy photos up of visiting Portland. And yeah, it is so incredibly sad. The whole state is just on fire. And the home state? Yeah. yeah. I mean, even looking out on the Boise foothills, it's just not lovely. Yeah, it's not fun. We don't have as bad of air quality um, as Oregon's been having. Rachel's been telling me the stats on air, what is it, particulates? Air, air quality, just air quality. And something about it being like, goes up till 500, and somehow Oregon has surpassed mm-hmm. 500. At one point, yeah. It's like 516, I think. It's just great. <laughs> Come here. <coughs> Dogs running amok. Um, yeah. The So what were you wanting to do over in Oregon? You've had this trip planned for a while before all the fires. Well, see, I was supposed to go to Oregon in March also, but then that got canceled because of COVID. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go later on in the year. So my sister lives there. Um, she works, obviously, but, um, I was going to do some waterfall hiking while I was there. They closed Mount Hood because of the air quality, um, the day after I got there. Um, wanted to go to a new beach town, um, Lincoln City, but they had to evacuate because of the fires, so I had to go to Cannon Beach which I've been to handfuls of times. And when I got there, it was just smoky and it kept getting smokier as the day went on. And there's um, a Dahlia festival that they do every year. Festival was canceled because of COVID. The fields were still open, so we were gonna go there. Nope, just kidding. Canceled because of the fires. Portland Saturday market, canceled because of the air quality. So, I literally did a lot of nothing. Yeah. I drove a lot to find out that places were closed. And then had to drive back and waste my gas. And then came home two days early. Yep. Because I was dying. Yeah, yeah, because you're (coughs) breathing in all that. And Mm -hmm. you were getting sick, and that's why you have a rough throat right now. It's from breathing all that in. I'm not a smoker, I promise, guys. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's insane. I'm feeling it with all the the firefighters out there that are just, like, trying to protect houses right now at this point. It's just, like, Mm -hmm. complete disaster response. Sometimes fires happen in places where there's nobody living. Some of the fires in Colorado 
were able to get so big and not cause too much damage, but these fires in Oregon and Washington are demolishing entire towns. Oh, my uh, sister's grandparents had to evacuate, and her parents had to evacuate, and she's like not even a mile from the evacuation line. So she's in like the ready stage? She's in... Mm-hmm. Almost, yeah. And she's like, she's very close to Portland. Like, she's very, like, suburb of Portland. So, I mean, I can't imagine it really getting that close to the city itself, but... It could. I know. It doesn't take much. Yeah. The... They are supposed to get some rain this week, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at that. Um, I hope so. I hope anything, any sort of something to come through and not wind. That's the last thing we need. Tone down the wind. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So bad. But um, on a more lighter note, uh, what has been your favorite place that you've visited besides Paris? Because it's probably it's got such a nice place in your heart. Um, I really love London. I just love big cities. And I like rainy and gloom and doom. So London was a good place for that. Um, Switzerland is gorgeous. Kind of smells like cow poop everywhere, but I guess that's just part of the aesthetic it has. Um, <laughs> it is gorgeous, so honestly. That's like rural Idaho. That's <laughs> oh, a big manure town. <laughs> I don't think Idaho smells quite as cow poopy. Um, I honestly really liked Spain a lot, and I didn't think I would. Yeah? What what did you like about it? It was just fun. It was a fun place to be, and it was sunny and warm, and the beach. Did you do any of the nightlife in any of these cities? Mm-hmm. What was... Did um, Spain have good clubs? Yeah, Barcelona, there's a... It's just shots. It's called Espite Chapitos. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. But, um, yeah, they have shots, and... Me and my friend Michelle, she's from um, Canada, we got the cupcake shot, and it's just pink, and has sprinkles and whipped cream on top of it, and then our friend Nick did a Monica Lewinsky shot, so they blindfold you. <laughs> oh my god. Um, they shake up a beer, they put a penis on top of it, and then they put your mouth on it. And it explodes in your face. Yes, I have a video of it somewhere. Oh my gosh. And this is what Spain thinks of America. <laughs> no wonder nobody likes us. Oh, uh, it's, you know, I'm just gotta make fun of stupid people sometimes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like quite a place. Did you good. do. What was that? I said it was good. It was good. I'm it's sure good. your birthday shots were nice. Yeah, they were good. Mm-hmm. Better than those cotton candy grapes you just fed me? You know what? Okay. Cotton candy grapes are wonderful. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me either. Lots of things. Okay. <laughs> um, so you, um, you went to Costa Rica. What was it like there? Did you try surfing? I did, yeah. Um, I went with my ex-boyfriend and his family. And his stepdad took all the kids out and taught us how to surf. Um, it's very hard. I got up a few times, fell down a lot of times. And, uh, yeah, I definitely want to try it again. It but... is very hard. I, I took lessons in San Diego, and they put us on really big paddle boards and then the instructor like leaned on the tail of the board so that I could stand up. Like he would align me with the wave so that it, and if he wasn't on it, then <laughs> I don't know what's happening over here. <laughs> Someone's puking. <laughs> or whining. We've got four pets here at the uh, Jordan Carly homestead, and (laughs) 
it's a small petting zoo sometimes, <laughs> but we have a lot of fun. Um, yeah, surfing was definitely hard. And I tried also in Hawaii, a friend of ours had some actual surfboards and just kind of threw us out in a bay. And she's like, I'm not a good instructor and I barely know what I'm doing, but here's some surfboards. Have fun. And I almost got sucked out into the ocean. Oh. Yeah. That almost happened to me in Cannon Beach a few years ago. Like, well, probably like 10 years ago. Life I was just before. swimming and then I kept getting pulled and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna swim towards shore. <laughs> this is happening. I was yeah. so tired when I got back. I was like, I almost just died. Yeah, that's how I felt too. I was like, I'm, I'm done, guys. Mm-hmm. I want to take a break for the rest of my life. The ocean is scary. I'm so mad, honestly. I didn't see any dolphins when I was in Hawaii. And this girl that I used to be really good friends with, she's on the Oregon coast. Well, she was. I think she's back home. But she was there at the same time that I was. And she posts a picture. And she goes, we saw dolphins. It's fine. I didn't see dolphins. You couldn't see anything, honestly. You couldn't even see 50 feet from the shore. Wait, she saw dolphins through all the smoke? I guess so. Wow. Yeah. Was it early morning? No idea. When I saw dolphins, it was, they were hanging out early in the morning, and we got that tip. They're like, they only come in the mornings, Mm -hmm. so. But that was in Kealakekua Bay on the Big Island. Saw a lot of sea turtles. They're freaking cute, but I still have yet to see dolphins. It'll happen. Your moment's gonna come. Eventually. Have you seen whales on whale watching? I swam with sharks, and I saw sea turtles. Oh my gosh. What kind of sharks? Um, they were big and scary. I'm not sure what kind exactly. I know they weren't great whites, because that would just not be chill. Were they, like, eating you kind? Because, like, I've swam with whale sharks, but they don't eat you. No, they are definitely carnivores. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. My friend, uh, was basically peeing her pants the whole entire time and then she was like I'm so glad we did it and I was like yeah I told you <sighs> would you say that's the craziest thing you've done is swam with man-eating sharks no <laughs> no what was the craziest thing you've done um I don't know if I want to tell everyone that okay I mean if it's inappropriate <laughs> Rachel by all means tell us <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, you know, I'm a single girl in her 20s. I don't make the best decisions all the time. Yeah? And is there liquor involved when these decisions are happening? Oh, no, we're we're sober making these <laughs> ones. Wow, okay. You know what? I made some really good friends out of that. That's what matters. I didn't die. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we're looking at the positive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So, what is your future plans for travels? <laughs> uh, right now, I'm kind of just taking it day by day, because COVID is just not chill with anyone. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my bucket list places are Thailand, Argentina, and Croatia. Okay. I was supposed to be in Croatia this month. It's not happening. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Um, you had a huge trip planned. You were going to be in Paris um, again. Yep. And Croatia. Was there any other destinations? Yeah, we were going to go to Ibiza. Start in Ibiza. Go to Croatia and go up the coast and see all the little towns. And then make our way over to Paris again. And then come back. When I- my best friend. When I first met Rachel, she was hardcore planning this trip. It was March, I think, February, March. And whenever we had downtime in our class to be travel agents, she was just scouring the web for all the places that she could stay at and like the best hotels and learning what our deals were because we were going to have our IATA cards by the time she went and had our... Um, free flights and all those things that you get when you're a travel agent Mm -hmm. but of course all of that has not happened but yeah I think we've been trying to make the best of it this summer hanging out and just exploring did you see my list I made 
Idaho. I saw you made a list. I couldn't read it, though. It was too small. Yep. It's an Idaho list. Something about falls. Fall and winter. I want to go to all these places. All these places. Who are you going like, with? Well, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can dig that. <laughs> um, yeah, there's probably like 17. Some of them are like within the same area, though, so you can go to like multiple in a day. Okay. But, uh, yeah. I want to check out this list. Yeah, I saw you had written one, but I didn't recognize some of the places, so I was like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. Most of them are within three hours of Boise. Some are a little bit farther, but not too much. Rachel and I were going to try and hang out, check out uh, Yellowstone and Jackson Hole, but that's just not going to work out with our amazing work schedules of being essential workers. We are essentially working all the time. (laughs) Six days a week, between two jobs. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't like working. It just it doesn't suit me. <laughs> I want to be in a van somewhere down by a river. So, honestly, I was thinking that maybe you and I should just do van life. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? You're going to save up and get a van? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Well, uh, do your seats lay flat in your car? Flattish? Like my back seats? Yeah. 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 So just throw a freaking camping pad in there and a sleeping bag and you're ready to go. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I like that. We should do it. Um, I'm wanting to get a little bit bigger rig that I can do that with. I think I still want maybe an SUV, maybe a van. I'm not sure yet. Um, you can enter to win one of those Mercedes vans. Really? You have to, like, donate money, you know? Oh, one of those? Yeah. Like the Omaze things? Yeah. I see those, but I'm not that lucky. (laughs) Hey, I won a shirt a few weeks ago. You did? I did. I want to win that thing you signed me up for today. I know. That one looks nice. I'm like, mmm, birthday? (laughs) Please? Just going around the corner. Just kidding, no, it's not. I'm not going to be 25. (sighs) It's okay. (laughs) <laughs> I know that I'm going to be 27 in five months, and I'm excited. <clears throat> My sister, we're, uh, we're driving the other day, and she goes, where do you see yourself in five years? You're going to be 30. And I'm like, shut up, Jamie. I'm not. I'm going to be 29. <laughs> she goes, bitch, shut up. I'm going to be 40 in March. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to okay. be 30. I'm going to be 29. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. You've got an issue with your age. I just, I... Oh, okay, so the noise is Peggy chewing on her bone. Okay. It's her teeth on it. It's like, what is that? Um, I just get really sad when I think about how short life actually is. When there's so many things to see and do. And knowing that I'm not going to get to do and see all of these billions and trillions of things. Are you sure? You just don't want to get old. (laughs) There's that. But also, like, it just makes me sad knowing that life is so short. I like looking at all the things I've already done and just the anticipation of what's going to happen next. Like, each, each year brings more excitement, more ideas, more plans, and I don't know. I, the past eight years, I've been able to, like, make ideas happen, make plans happen, and I, I don't know what's in store for this next chapter post-COVID, but I'm excited. When there is a post-COVID. When there is, and the van stuff is, like, super easy. Now that we don't have closed borders between states, it's just, like, a few target areas. You can kind of go wherever. I've been following my friends, and people are still camping, and I mean, I wouldn't camp in California, Oregon, or Washington right now. It's Honestly, little... like, nowhere. Right now. The wind is getting, like, so far east and inland. It's awful. I'm hoping that my trip next month to Utah, Utah is 
saved by the bell as far as fires this year. I haven't heard of anything crazy down there. Um, but I'm hoping just that the national parks are doing their reopening schedules and that, you know, everything's kind of trending towards opening. I know they keep trying to scare us back into being closed <laughs> down, and I'm like, no, let us be free. No. Especially when the vaccine comes out. Yeah, when the vaccines come out, and we can just not be afraid of our own shadows. That'll be a good day. I did read an article. Someone said life won't really be back to normal until late 2021, when the vaccine is widely accessible. It's before then. And I also hope that there is not another outbreak of a COVID 20 <laughs> or a COVID 21. Ew, that's a gross thing to say, yeah. But it's another version of reality. <laughs> reality sucks. It does, it does. But uh, Rachel and I have been surviving, both of us being such free <laughs> spirits and always wanting to be going places and having plans on the horizon we've been trying to do our best to not lose our minds (laughs) I lose mine about three times a day on average (laughs) you know if I'm honest with myself I'm probably right there with you (laughs) I'm just trying to ignore that I'm not dying inside Uh, no I'm not crazy (laughs) this is normal I don't want to scream at everyone no (laughs) I'm not mildly upset all the time because I don't get to go anywhere or have any money. <laughs> or have any money. Yeah. Yeah, working low-income, low-wage jobs. I was talking with someone today, and I was like, you know what? I can do the same job I'm doing right now for about five bucks more an hour. I think I need to go apply for that job. It's not what I want to be doing, but if I can be paid more to do it, I should. Exactly, yeah. Where was this other job at? It's with a... I'm basically a merchandiser, so I'd just be merchandising for a company that pays more. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And you, with your your two jobs, Mm -hmm. serving and working at a big box store, I don't know. I do have an interesting respect for servers because I don't know if I could ever do something like that. Shout out to the Karens! <laughs> my um, nephew actually is really funny. Him and my niece were in the living room, and I just hear him go, You're a Karen. And I'm just like, These little children are eight years old. How do they know what a Karen is? My goodness. I started laughing to myself. They're easy to spot, these Karens. Yeah, they are. Man. <laughs> Um, uh, I asked for no tomatoes. Can I talk to your manager about it? Yeah, of course. Pick them out yourself. Here, how about you wear your salad? It looks better that way. <laughs> I'm just going to dump this on you accidentally. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sorry. So, what has been your best experience traveling? Okay, so everyone is like, French people are rude and snooty, and they look down on you, and they're like, eh, Americans. But no, false, at least in my viewpoint. Um, We were at the Louvre. I had bought a umbrella up on Montmartre while we were there, and um, they made me check it in the coat closet. Like, made me, they were like, it's considered kind of a weapon like you need to put it away and I was like okay so I go in there I cannot figure out this lock I was just sitting there my friends were like leaving me I was like no guys wait I'm coming anyway so this French lady comes over she's like grandma age like 60s and I was just struggling and then she tries to help me she didn't speak any English I can't speak French I can kind of understand it if it's written but we were just, like, not, like, vibing in the uh, language department. And she's just, like, helping me. And then we finally, like, figured out together, even though we couldn't, like, really speak to each other. And um, it was just really sweet. And I was like, why does everyone think French people are mean and snooty? When in reality, they're not. 
And then um, when I was in Venice, this is the worst part. We were all standing in line to get pasta for lunch. And um, this other, like, restaurant, I don't know if he was, like, the owner or a server who worked there or what. And he was like, oh, no, come eat, like, pasta from our place, blah, blah, blah. We'll take care of you. And we're like, no, like, we recommended this place. We're going to go here. We're in Venice. And he starts mopping the sidewalk. Dirty water. And I was at the back of the line wearing sandals because it was July. And um, he's just pushing all this dirty water towards me. And there's a cigarette butt in the water. And he just pushed it all towards my feet. It didn't get on me. It got on my shoes. But I was like, okay, that's rude. I thought people that were Italian were supposed to be nice and friendly, not let me mop this water onto your feet. Oh my god! So it was just like the complete opposite of each thing that you we had, hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can... The Italian guy, I don't know, maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe he had a bad Yelp review by a Karen. You never know. I still don't think that's any excuse to push dirty mop water on people's feet. Uh, it isn't. There is no excuse for that. Yeah. Especially if you want business. Yeah. You don't do that. But I'm glad that the French thing turned out to be good because I do hear that. And I wonder, though, is it Americans specifically or is it, like, British people that they don't like? Because I know there's been feuds between the UK and France over the years um I don't know I mean I'm not British so neither am I maybe we gotta hop across the pond and ask some people I could I could I did find that Irish people thought Americans were very naive maybe it's true I don't know but I had some interesting moments at the bar so or the pub (laughs) (laughs) correct correct language here Carly yes um why do they think we're naive? Um, so the conversation was between some Irish boys in an Irish pub in Ireland, me, and an Australian lady that had been on my trip with me. Um, I met her on, on the trip. And she was drunk. Um, I think the other guys were just having a good time, and I was not drunk. And she covers my ears, and she's like... Americans have a different version of history. They don't know what the rest of the world knows. And they were all, like, agreeing with her that Americans don't know anything about the real world. And I was like, well, I can still hear you, (laughs) first of all. Second of all, why are we talking about this? Mm -hmm. This is so weird. So I was kind of the butt of a joke. um, And I felt like it was going to be that way the whole time we were in Ireland. (laughs) it kind of yeah um I enjoyed Scotland a lot more they have a lot more sense of humor that I could uh jive with Hmm. well I mean she wasn't wrong like we definitely downplay our shitty moments in history and fib or whatever with our good moments and we're definitely not taught all the things that we should be taught no even even news as it comes out on a daily basis. We don't know much outside of our own Big celebrities. News. Well, even, like, I know more about celebrities than I do, like, what's happening in Africa. Yeah. And I, I feel that's a huge disservice. Mm, so, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I definitely, as a, a traveler, I hate having to research forever to find out something about a country that I want to go to, because it's not readily available I haven't really been taught about it it's not on your local news to know a lot about other countries and also when I was thinking about going to Cambodia everybody was afraid for my safety because the last time they had ever heard about Cambodia was when Pol Pot was there in the 70s and destroyed half of the population in one fell swoop Mm -hmm. and Learning that while I was there was incredible, but also the fear, just combing through the fear of going to a country like that to realize it's not that bad. Exactly. Right now. Um, 
as potential, like, anywhere. You could go to the safest place in the world, and you could still get mugged. Mm-hmm. Pickpocketed, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I could walk outside right now, and that could happen to me. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, like, people are more willing than not to help you. It's, like, everyone just has this fear of, oh, my God, something bad is going to happen. When in reality, like, no. People are going to, like, help you and see that they, like, you know, that you're in trouble or whatnot. And as a traveler, like, once you get a couple of trips under your belt, you have a different sense of awareness, I Mm -hmm. think, of your surroundings. You're always, like, wanting to be more prepared for situations. Um, And even when you're not prepared, you still have a sense of security that you can get through a situation no matter what, like you've done some crazy stuff already they're like what's next and you're kind of like what's the next challenge Mm -hmm. I find that to be true when I go like I just kind of jumped on a plane to go to Cambodia I knew what visa I wanted to get upon landing but other than that I had no concrete plans it was just to the wind which was a good and a bad thing yeah See, I definitely have my plans when I travel, but I'm also, like, up to, you know, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's going to be good. Yeah. What was something that happened that was, like, extremely unplanned and ended up being better or worse? Um, there's so many years to think through. I know, right? Um, Any missed destinations? <clears throat> so when I went to Puerto Rico with my best friend, her dad lives there. Coming back, this was like a bad moment. Coming back, our flight was delayed not once, not twice, but three times. So we were just sitting in the airport waiting, and then we still had another two hour drive. She lives in Jacksonville, and we flew into Orlando. So I had to drive another two hours after we landed, after our plane had already been delayed three different times. How long were you waiting? Um, I don't remember how long we ended up having to wait. It was like a couple more hours, like nothing too bad. Like we didn't have to sleep in the airport or anything. Did you have to keep getting into the plane and back off the plane? No. They kept like, they just like kept giving us like bullshit excuses. Like, oh, we have to clean. And then it was like, oh, maintenance. And then it's like, oh, just kidding. We have to get you a new plane or something. It's like, just tell us which one it is. Which one is it? We don't care. Just give us a reason. Yeah. And they probably didn't even know. I mean, the person at the gate. When I was going to London, I was moving from Hawaii and taking a month-long trip to England in between just moving from Hawaii to North Dakota. And I had a bunch of luggage with me, whatever, but I was went from Hilo to Texas. And in Texas, I was waiting at the gate, and I was really excited to get on this plane because it was an all-British crew going to London. And they were so funny. It was so exciting. I think we all boarded the plane, and um, we were all talking to each other. It was all great. And then they're like, okay, actually, everybody needs to get off. Um, It's been delayed. We have some mechanical issues. We're going to have to switch planes. So since it was going out of, like, their service time, that whole crew didn't get to be on the plane. It was an American crew Aww. that I ended up flying to London with, and I was so sad. I wanted to be with those guys. <laughs> they, were, they sounded amazing. I was, like, still in Texas getting my first little taste of London, um, but it, it was, like, an extra five hours, but I'm used to long layovers. I did 17 hours in Shanghai, and then I missed my flight and had to do another two hours. How could you possibly miss your flight? The speaker in the terminal I was in only serviced the gate that I was supposed to be at, and I was one gate down, and I was mixing military time with uh, normal time, so my flight was supposed to take off at like 1900, which is actually like 7, and I thought it was 9. So I was trying to be like an hour early, and I ended up being... 15 minutes late oh and yeah and I was like oh I'm gonna be so early I'll just go over there and then I hear like would uh blah 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 come to gate blah 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 and I was like 
I think that was my name. And I went and she was like, oh, the door's already shut. And I'm looking at the plane and I'm like, it's 15 minutes until takeoff. She's like, the door is sealed. We're not allowed to open it again. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I'm, I start having a panic attack <laughs> and I start screaming at her. Yeah. I like went full on. Karen. Karen Postal, weird American woman screaming at an Asian lady, and I did it. And it was like empty terminal, so I was only embarrassing myself. And she just was like, I'm done with you, go away, go away. And she's like, go that way. And I had to, you can't, like, you're not supposed to go the opposite way in an airport. You're supposed to get on a plane to leave it. So I'm going through all the weird securities that only guards go through. And I'm crying, I'm bawling, I'm freaking out. And they keep shoving Kleenex boxes at me. These ladies and these guys are like, calm down, it's going to be okay. And I get up to the ticket counter and the lady's like, hey, you can still get on this plane. I was like, no, they won't let me on anymore. And she's like, are you sure? I was like, yes, I wouldn't be here if they didn't want me to get on the plane. Um, Or if they were going to allow me on. So I ended up just like... I had no internet because it's China, and they were, there was just no internet. I even paid for it, and it wasn't available, and I had to just buy whatever ticket the lady at the counter could give me, and the next flight was in two hours out of a United terminal, and I had an escort to get over there as quickly as possible, and I jumped on that plane and basically kissed the ground when I got to Los Angeles but (laughs) it was another $700 onto my trip it was crazy ew and I only had just over $700 on that card it was like like a meant to be mess up they didn't like refund you or anything no I missed the flight but you didn't miss the flight in their opinion I did Oh, and it was a, a Chinese airline. I mean, I, maybe I could have done something if it I had been originally on a United flight, but it was a Chinese airline. So, wow. Yeah. That sucks. I feel like I've had, like, some of the worst experiences traveling. And you're like, the worst thing that happened is I got some hot water on my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I have issues flying in the United States more than I do abroad. Really? Like, I just always get, like, delayed flights or canceled flights, and then it's like, you have to fly out the next day or whatnot. Oh, really? But with all my international flights, I have had zero issues, knock on wood. You're lucky. That's so good. Yeah. Sometimes it's user error. (laughs) But, Yeah. Um, what is your favorite part of traveling? Just experiencing the different culture and getting to see what it's like really like and wherever you are. What do you do specifically to like give yourself that experience? Uh, definitely try to eat like their food Mm -hmm. at least once if it's not good. (laughs) Um, you know, go to the museums and art places and just like I like to walk around I don't want to like uber like I want to walk down the streets and like sometimes it's a little sketchy like my friend's parents in Mexico were like are we really walking down the street there was like these it was like in a neighborhood and these guys were like whistling at us and people were just staring They're like you're cutting it close there Mexico is not a place to walk around at night (laughs) it wasn't at night it was in broad daylight so Even there was so. that, but there's just like all these chickens running around and <laughs> dogs barking everywhere. Yeah, but we made it. We made it out alive. Nothing happened. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I do like walking too, but I definitely have those moments um, where I'm like, I probably shouldn't be out right now. I'm a little. I'm a little bit too obvious. But um, it's it's still like the experience outweighs the fear. Mm-hmm. all the time the day that I was scammed in Cambodia um, that night I still went out I met some British guys and they were like oh we're going to the night market and I was like guys can I just tag along I cannot do things by myself right now I'm too scared of you know just living so <laughs> they were like yeah 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 come on we're gonna get beers and go down to the water and I was like okay I'm good 
oh, this will be good. And we even walked through the red light district. And he was, it, we all were like realizing it at the same time. We're like, this is that road. <laughs> this is that one that we were told not to go down. Okay. <laughs> it's like two streets away from the night market in uh, Phnom Penh. And we were like, just wandering around. Oh, all these girls are dressed the same. They all are like look like waitresses, and there's nobody eating at the restaurants. <laughs> oh, that's how they do it there. Yeah, like each of the restaurant, they call it like the beehive or whatever, and so they'd all be wearing um, yellow and black outfits, very revealing outfits. But they looked like the staff there, and mm-hmm. and there was like this one old man, like totally giggling, like a white old man, just all these girls around him, and he was having the time of his life. I'm like. Yeah. This is this is that awkward part of Asia, mm. but um, yeah, it's so in. I guess Costa Rica. How did you like Central America? Um, I liked it, but I really didn't get to do that much because it was a very like, we're just gonna sit on the beach and do nothing kind of trip because we were with my ex's parents, and that's not how I travel. No. So it was, like, a resort-centric... We weren't at a resort. We had, like, a big Airbnb. Okay. But we got there um, a day before the rest of the family did, so that's why we stayed in the hostel. Um, And then we drove out to the Pacific and had an Airbnb there. But it was just very much like, we're not going to do anything. You guys can't drive the car. We're just going to go to a couple beaches and do a couple things. We're mostly going to just relax. Which I get it. Like, his mom's a nurse. His stepdad's a doctor. So they're like, they have an intense, like, line of work. And I get why they would just want to chill. But I was like, I don't want to just chill. Yeah, there that is true. People look at traveling as a vacation and it can be like also a job to go on a vacation because you got to plan everything. There's activities every day, so I see where sitting on a beach all the whole time is like perfect, but for you and me when we travel as an experience to explore mm-hmm. new things, it's not to get away as much as it is to learn more. Yeah, exactly. You're discovering a a culture, you know, they were enjoying just one aspect of what Mm -hmm. that country offers. Yeah. But, But, yeah, it was cool. I mean, we we heard the monkeys in the trees, didn't really ever get to see them, because they only came out when it was dark, but definitely heard them. Were they, like, screeching monkeys? Um, they weren't screeching necessarily, but they were making some weird noises. <laughs> Saw an anteater, got really close to him, took some photos of him. Yeah, he was really cute. Aww. Did he, did, did his nose move around a lot? No, not really. Oh, okay. He was just kind of chilling along the tree <laughs> and then took a nap up there. He was cute. Cute. So that was fun. But, uh, yeah. Oh. Not much. Speaking of wildlife. What's been the funnest wildlife you've encountered? Definitely the sea turtles. Sea turtles. Hawaii, yeah. Yeah. Yep, Cockroach Cove was the first place I saw a little, little sea turtle. Aww. Like how little? Like Oh, well, he wasn't little. He was big. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we were like swimming and uh, swimming out and this girl was like, did you see the turtle over there? And I was like, what? Where? And she's like, just out there. So I yelled to my friend, and I'm like, Mariah, get out here, there's a turtle! And she'd seen him before, because she lived there. Mm-hmm. But I was super stoked, and I went out there, and got up on the rock and saw it, and then she started swimming towards it, and then she saw it, and its head poke out, and she's like, oh no, I'm going back in, I don't want it to bite me. <laughs> she started swimming away. And then we went to a different beach a few days later, there was like a little baby one. He was like, he wasn't super small, he was probably... I don't know, a couple years old. Mm-hmm. He was still, like, small. And then he was just swimming along by me. Aww. Got some photos of him. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen too many, but we were talking earlier about dolphins. Rachel has not seen any dolphins yet. No. And I'm telling her the secret is 
Whenever they say they're going to be in a bay, you go first thing in the morning, right? When the sun rises, they seem to be more active then, more interested in bays and people. And they do do that whole thing where they, like, swirl around and, like, dive down and dive up Mm -hmm. and, like, circle you. It's so fun. Is it scary? Um, it's, like, excitement with, like, maybe a tinge of fear, but, um, the ones that were, there was probably, like, a pod of 40 that were swimming in the bay I was in, and a mom and a baby were, like, really interested in me, and so I was able to, like, glide my hand by them, but, um, for the most part, they just, like, looked at you, swam around, and then kind of went away, maybe they'd come back, but... The fear, I think, was sometimes they say that dolphins try to protect humans from, like, sharks. Mm -hmm. And so I had, like, these weird thoughts of, like, I wonder if there's a shark nearby. (laughs) And then I was like, no, Carly, don't think like that. Yeah. That's awesome. One day, see the little dolphins. And I have a huge fear of swimming and deep water, even in a pool. Like, it's, it's a little annoying but that moment in that morning they were like there's dolphins out there and I threw on my snorkel gear and my flippers and I was out (laughs) I was like I can swim like a mermaid no you can't (laughs) I was doing really good I was swimming awesome and I was out in the middle of this huge bay before I realized what I was doing and it dawned on me I was like I'm out in water by myself (laughs) dolphins can I do this and yeah, I did it. <laughs> hey, it's a proud moment right there. There was no life jackets involved. It was just... <laughs> Safety does not come first. <laughs> Let's go. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Rachel, and talking about travels. It makes us want to go. You're so welcome. Do you want a cotton candy grape? You can have that one. Okay. You can eat all of those cotton candy grapes. Mm, so good. Try cotton candy grapes, guys. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Rachel's Cotton Candy Grapes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. And where can we find you if uh, somebody's looking to check you out? At Rachel Nielsen. R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-I-E-L-S-E-N. And that's on Instagram. I'll put it in the notes of this podcast. Have a good day, everyone. Be sure to stay curious. Bye.